podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Fatback Four Daily. It is what fucking day is it? It's Thursday, I think. Um, yeah, it is Thursday. I had to bring my daughter out to do some after school activities, so it's Thursday. Uh, don't know what date, nineteenth. I'm going to have a guess at. Um, but yeah, you're all welcome. You're very welcome to the show tonight. What we're going to talk about? We're going to talk about uh, Twitter being mad. Um, Andy Robertson have to do an allegor, uh, but we'll we'll see how we uh, if we can get him back. I'm going to start a campaign to try get him back. Uh, we're going to talk about the Chelsea game coming up um, and anything else that comes in in between in the next 25 40 minutes. Um, who have I got tonight? Uh, I'll tell you after tonight. Mr. Trev Downey. Trev, how are you, my friend? I'm very good, Gav. Very good. Uh, yeah. Nice to be on with you. Good, good, good. Um, yeah. Let's let's get this out of the way quickly, Trev, right? You're on two buildings, yeah. okay? Two buildings are equal yeah. height. They're flat roofs. Imagine New York, 50 stories up for arguments. Like, little, little, little building in New York. You have to jump between them both. What distance could you, what distance could you do? Now, Andy can do about five metres, you reckon, providing there is a, is a, for escape on, on one side that he can just hang on to if, if things go a little bit bad. But just get this out of the way quickly because this is the question, the boring question that everyone wants to know. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm immediately just brought back to the bunker here. This is unbelievable stuff to be starting a show. I love it. Uh, so Andy reckons he can do five metres with, with, with a fire escape. Right, um, you know, Andy's, Andy's quads aren't the best uh, so I'm thinking I can at least if I'm if I've got wind assist, you said, right, yeah? Um well yeah, there was a question on Twitter earlier. So we've asked loads of guests this question. It's ranged from like one fella said four feet and I thought, What there's no gap in the fucking buildings there, mate. You know what I mean? Like that's just <laughs> that's just the good run. You know, but um so some people have said four feet. Andy's gone five meters because he—I don't know—he thinks he's Carl Lewis well, or something. But well, well, I reckon, I reckon, I reckon. I'll, 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 record. Put, I'll put, a, I'll put a wind behind you. Give so, me a wind, but give, 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 give you a wind assist of say eleven miles an hour. Right. Okay. Well, that 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 absolutely makes the difference because I'm training hard at the minute, man. And even though I've got a gammy knee, Mike Powell's world record is 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 nearly nine meters. So I reckon I can knock out that world record with wind assist. No bother. Right. Yeah. Okay. So I'm going for I'm going for I'm going for eight point nine five meters. Okay. That's what so I reckon. That's just nine meters. That's yeah. You're talking twenty six feet. No bother, man. Twenty six feet. <laughs> Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I hope Andy Young is watching now. Absolutely going ape shit in his lovely big house with the big bay windows. I'd say he's going fucking fuck, fuck him. I'd say Andy's out, was, Andy's out in the field outside the house now. Going, listen, mark that out, mark it out. Train your quads, Andy. Train your quads. Yeah, you Go see, on. Andy, your quads is your fucking weak link. It's nothing else, just your quads. Uh, but listen, <laughs> before we go any further, I forgot to tell everyone that this show is brought to you by Paddy Power. Paddy Power is a bookies. Uh, it's an app. It's a website it's all that um, if you gamble let try Paddy Power if you haven't already odds on Liverpool football specials LFC day tripper specials on their, on their, on their app um, odds on all other sports and everything else beyond that if you gamble as I always say gamble responsibly if you don't disregard what I've said grant you know what I mean it's no problem uh, Kevin Sullivan says the world record is 8.96 so you're going so basically Trev you're going to tour up um you're, I'm going to be just a, a millimetre short. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and so you're, you're going to show up and go, what, 8.96? I'll give it a go. Come up a millimetre short and then, like, real, real the fact that for the rest of your life you didn't get a civic reception outside Dublin Castle. I'm, I'm going to be okay with Mike Pell still having it. That's, 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 I'm good with that. I'm good with that. Okay. I'm good with that. Uh, just before we get on to the football, Barry Carr wants to know what your favourite style of hat is. <laughs> of course he fucking does. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah, shit, I'm 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 in a, I'm in bobble hat mode at the moment. There you go. Do you, is yeah. that is that a, a, bobble hat? Is just a, a monkey hat with a little tassel thing on the top, isn't it? I, I honestly don't know what a monkey hat is, Gav. I don't speak dub. <laughs> but, 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 but basically, it's like a it's like a wool hat 
with a turn up and a and a and a and a bobble on the top. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's a monkey hat with a bobble on the top. It's a monkey hat, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what they're called. Oh, this uh, is insane. Um, do you do beanie hats? You know the beanie hats that look. I love the beanie. What you need to do is you need to ask Phil and Steve about my beanie hat because yeah. uh, the boys are a bit obsessed about it. One stage they reckon there was a on, hidden point. Phil is, on, Phil is on the chat here. He says hello, Trev. It's Phil. It's Phil. Are you are you dialing in from heaven? So I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Listen, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna um, entertain all this blasphemous stuff to be quite honest with you um, as the show goes on but look Trev I wanted to go on, get on to you about um, the first thing is uh, and I didn't speak about it yesterday because I wanted to see what was happening and, and kind of and a lot of people have seen on Twitter have gone where's this stuff with Andy Robertson going you know it's it's I haven't seen any abuse from like people were literally you know um, searching Twitter for abuse for Andy Robertson to find out why he'd left Twitter but isn't Twitter just mad Trev well, listen, th- 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 there's two things here. The first thing is I have no idea why um, anyone in their right mind would be abusing Andy Robertson for any reason based around that. That kind of attack is just bananas. And, yeah, you're right. It's a mental place. But I also love a conspiracy theory. And oh, I think you heard one. Well, yeah. Well, the the conspiracy theory I'm hearing is that it actually it was it was as a result of a lot of Scottish fans getting on his case because they ah. were pissed off about how it's going for them, and then maybe there was the straw that broke the camel's back because of course there's a Gav, you know, the, like our our club is so massive now, it's got such a percentage of absolute lunatics in the fan base now and lunatics with a platform and a voice um, and feeling entitled enough to address a, like a hero like Andy Robbo who did nothing wrong in that situation at all and uh, have a, have a pop. It's, it's embarrassing, man, you know, and it's a, it's a place that I avoid like the plague in the aftermath of games, good or bad. If, if we win, I'll come on, I'll have a quick gloat. Uh, I'll throw one or two tweets out and that, that's me, I'm gone. But afterwards, if we lose, wh- why would you do that to yourself? Like it's it's a, it's a one-way ticket to, to misery. Do you, do you know, do you know, um, do you know I, I have a couple of questions that will come in for you and I'm trying to remember, I'll try to remember them and ask you later because I can't just keep firing random questions at you for 40 minutes and then go, great chat about Chelsea and walk off you know what I mean we can't do that but do, do you know what it was like uh, I seen like and I fully believe there is people like you say that the, the straw that broke the camel's back because the, the amount of fellas on Twitter Wendy that you don't really know us you know and then when we lose a game it's absolute bedlam you know what I mean and they're tagging the club and they're tagging Linda because you know Linda obviously picked the team for Napoli the other night and stuff like yeah. that do you know what I mean like but yeah. will it, do you ever think it's going to come to the stage where players it, 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 particularly with Twitter are going to go bin that and clubs will go well, bin it get away from me you're not allowed on it well I it's it's listen I work the, the job I work in I, I'm I'm working like as as a teacher so I'm working with uh, mostly older teenagers and we have this conversation all the time can it, it is it possible to take the phones off them during the day and the, the short answer after all the coming and going is no and there's no way you're going to separate humans from their phones as time is going on again conspiracy theory call me a call me a call me a little bit of a tinfoil hat wearer but you're not going to separate people from their phones so you they're not going to be able to police that. And here's the here's the kicker, Gav. You saw the interview during the week with Pep Guardiola, I assume, yep. where he was talking about, uh, yeah, well, you know, he had his big sulky face on. Mm-hmm. And, oh, yeah, you said I was Fraudiola. Yeah, yeah, yep. Fraudiola. Yep. Uh, in other words, he's reading Twitter. Reading, reading Twitter. He's reading his own abuse. He's reading his own praise. He's smelling his own farts. Yeah. That's what's going on here. Yep. And you're never going to stop people doing that because we're all variations on, on a theme of, of, of insecurity and... And 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 self interest and 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 egotism. That's you're never going to stop that. That's what social media feeds. And if if Gordiola's at it, and that by the way, that was pathetic. I have to say that was pretty. Well, pathetic. you see, what's pathetic about it is is one, like you said, he's reading Twitter, right? He obviously has a burner account somewhere, you know, that he goes in and he's you know probably slagging off Klopp every so often just to see what he can do if he's a bit bored, and then he's reading that but against that he's losing the game against Norwich City and he's talking about Liverpool so on two levels it's 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 embarrassing really isn't it 
Ah, I mean, <laughs> I just, I, I revel in stuff like that because, again, you look at that five-point gap now, and that's a very real thing, and we'll go on and talk about how we have an opportunity to, to make it bigger um, at the weekend or at least keep it there. Uh, but, but, but it's, it's definitely getting to him, and there's one person in world football that can get to him and you know that phrase about you know being inside his head and all the variations about rent i'm I'm bored of them at this stage the the bottom line is that lad is worried about us and he's very worried about Jurgen Klopp because Jurgen Klopp's the only one. Um, I was speaking to Jan Malby on my show earlier on this evening, and Jan's got nailed. He said Jurgen Klopp's the only person who doesn't do uh, the tribute band version of uh, of of Barcelona or a Pep Guardiola team. He's got his own way of playing, and that must really rankle with him. Well, you see, that's the team because when you look at you know. Um you see a goal from League One and it's like, don't tell me Pep Guardiola hasn't affected English football. And I'm kind of going, you know, like you say, Klopp will come out and go, well, I'm probably influencing nobody except my team and that's all I'm here to do. Do you know that kind of way? So, um, Kevin Sullivan reckons that they'll move more towards Instagram. I think they will, but I think it will get to a stage where, and I think some international managers may have done it where you're not allowed on social media during international breaks and stuff like that, you know, when they're away with their international side. It's just, it's just crazy, you know what I mean? It, it really, really is, but I just, we'll have to wait and see what goes on. But if I was a player, um, I wouldn't be going on as, you know, as like Andy Robertson or whoever. I wouldn't be doing that because you're just so easy to be targeted. Do you know what I mean? And but there's, I, there's something there's something to it too, Gav. Uh, there was a story in the Echo today where Trent Alexander-Arnold is quoted as saying, look, he's mentally a really strong character, so I'm sure whatever reason he had for doing that was the best for him. Uh, I think whenever we see each other next, and this is the kicker here, it'll obviously be to see how he is, make sure that nothing is too bad. I think all the lads would have texted him and spoken to him to make sure everything's okay. Mm-hmm. Now, those quotes give you to believe that actually it was an issue. And actually, it may well have been uh, something to do with Liverpool fans. So there are that level of mentalists standing under the same banner as you on match day. That's what we all have to get our head around, that these absolute lunatics live amongst us. And you put yourself in the way of them when you're on those platforms. And that includes the players. And I think you're dead right. I think it's unhealthy for them to be on it. Yeah, you see, and to be honest with you, like I'm not being funny. Me telling Andy Robertson he was great at the weekend or he wasn't great at the weekend makes no fucking difference to Andy Robertson. Once, once like, you know, the likes of Trent or Genie or Hendo or any of them, uh, Jürgen Klopp, Pep Linders, if they're coming al- along and saying, you know, you're doing great or you'd like the other night after the penalty, look, it wasn't even a penalty. Don't be worrying about it. We've five games left in the group. That's all he needs yeah. to hear. Or go home to his wife and his wife says, hard luck. Game, next game on Sunday, don't be worrying about it. And Andy Robertson, the story, like if we're going to, f- f- you know, stay on Andy Robertson, just as, you know, the example to all this, the story of Andy Robertson from six, seven, eight years ago, whatever it was, to now was just phenomenal. So if I was Andy Robertson, um, I wouldn't be letting somebody on, online get to me, um, especially Twitter comments. I'd be just, I'd be knocking, I would, I'd be just deleting the app and going, listen, I don't need that. I really don't. Um, but you know what else I was thinking about today, Trev? And it's, um, I asked you before the show because I wasn't too sure of the year, but you started podcasting in 2013 with the Trippers, yeah? Um, yeah. So I was just thinking, like, you know, 2013, the fourth season was probably brilliant. Like, this is great, isn't it? Podcasting 2013, 14, Luis Suarez is around the Gaffdale match, yeah? Um, Raheem Sterling is the next best thing. Joe Allen is the is the well Javi, all that sort of stuff. It was great, going great. And then it just drop like a stone what between the start of what you know your podcast and career we call it um between the start of it and now what's the difference in Liverpool Football Club or even the experience of watching them and following them for you well that first year where we uh, decided to do the podcast and um there was a handful of us and you'll all be familiar you're 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 all trippers people listen to this you'll all be familiar with who was involved and you know uh, we were on a hell of a, a roller coaster ride, which ended in the King Harry in a kind of uh, shambolic <laughs> uh, afternoon, yeah. which summed up summed up the whole season really, where there was like a modicum of hope going into it, and it ended in a drunken mess, and uh, that was really the story of that season. It was fun, 
right? It would, Gav, it was fun. You can't, you can't, anyone who wants to be a revisionist about Brendan Rodgers, uh, they can't say that that season wasn't fun and they can't say that uh, he didn't contribute to that fun. Um, however, uh, the following season then was a fall off and a half and it was difficult. It was a difficult campaign. I've just, got, uh, I've, just got a, I've just got a mention in here of Matty's jeans. So I don't know what that means, Trev. It probably means more to you than it does to me. It obviously does mean more to you than me. Well, actually, ironically, we're coming to we're coming to a, a, a part of the story here where you know the next season, like I say, is difficult. It's it, everyone's down the dumps, um, but our podcasts are off the wall for fun and crack, and we're all. Happy. I mean, it's ironic, but sometimes the best podcasts tended to happen after we got absolutely tonked or something horrendous happened because you're all sort of unhinged. And like, what can you do except revel in that and just try to try to pick the joy out of it? And then, unfortunately, my head started going um, a bit pear shaped in terms of the migraines were leading to a bit of issues. Um, so I, I started going AWOL and really I started going AWOL. I made a little bit of a comeback just when Klopp was coming. That was exciting. Uh, Andy had the big binoculars out where he was playing, watching, and you know I did a few podcasts. Still does. Yeah, yeah, I did a few podcasts back with the lads, and then I had to go again because the, the 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 head gasket went all together. I was like in serious serious issues. As the lads will tell you, they've endless crack taking a piss out of me. I couldn't drive the car at night because the lights were an issue. Yeah. And uh, of course, the boys got great crack out of my hardship and actual real life suffering. It was endless. <laughs> yeah. Endless to them. And in fact, they wrote me off as dead to the extent that all the people who listen to our podcast were kept on asking, is Trev okay? Or, or yeah, what's the crack? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah no, listen, it, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to lie, Trev. I've, I've heard some fucking stories where I swear to God, when I say crack, at laughter like we we built we built we built a studio there um well we were trying to build it in a month and it took us five because you know the way we walk it was there was more drinking done than anything else but the stuff the stories that were told like we had lads that come in to do work for us and then they're on the podcast now they just talk these lads are just off the wall you know what i mean are these meant yeah, to be professional yeah. like they're building a professional studio here and they are completely and utterly insane um but like um like I'm being asked here about the, the Waterford live shows. Um, I don't know. Again, I you don't have to talk about that if you don't want to. Um, it's just the word carnage. Anyway, yeah, yeah, uh, Chris, Chris asks, what is the maddest thing that's happened to you due to the LFC day trippers? This could take a while. Oh, and, and it's absolutely on. It's absolutely unbroadcastable. Right, can, I, can I ask you a question? And you can answer it if you want, right? But did 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 somebody ring Tesco's while you were in it one day? No, uh, here's what happened. I was uh, I I made the mistake of telling the lads yeah. that I was a coffee in Costa. Yeah. So whilst I was in Costa, the boys did the sums and worked out that there was only one Costa in Navan, and <laughs> it, they fucking rang Costa, and the girl behind the counter comes up holding the old like mobile handline thing and says, uh, "There's someone who wants to talk to you." So they'd obviously describe me, you know, he's your man in the beanie hat. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. Basically, she comes up and I, on the other end, I have a load of laughing egots, you know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I mean, it was unbelievable. I, I, I had to really watch what I said on Twitter after that because they were literally tracking me, the bastards. Yeah, no, you didn't end up in Tesco after that, though. I went straight into Tesco's. Yeah, yeah, and and uh, but but I, I think if I'm if I recall correctly, I think that was me throwing them off the scent. Right, but I, I've heard a different version. One. I've heard a version where um, they called out over the Tannoy. <laughs> they had called out in the Tannoy in Tesco's. That's right, they did. Yeah. They did because I told them I went into Tesco's and they got an announcement made. <laughs> and what was the announcement, Trev? Oh, well, I wasn't there to hear a horse, so I don't know. <laughs> the announcement was could somebody ever take Trev away from the strawberries as he's allergic to the. <laughs> <laughs> And he hasn't got his EpiPen with him. He's got his EpiPen, that's right. Yeah, I remember that now. <laughs> oh, this is insane. Um, anyway. The Steve Daly line, actually, now that I think of it. Yeah, I think it was Steve Daly. I mean, I, I mean when I heard that story, I, 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 cu- I couldn't get off the ground. I really couldn't. Um, <laughs> did, 
Barry Carr says this has a one hour runtime written all over it, Barry. It could happen. We're 20 minutes <laughs> in and we don't really give a fuck about Chelsea at the minute. Um, but no, like, but having said that, like, going back to the support and the, t- support of the team and podcast and stuff like that, and you did have health issues, and, and look, that's not, a, that's not a, f- a funny thing. The lads made fun of it a hell of a lot, but behind it all, like, the, you know, there was concern for you and stuff like that. You're, you're on the mend, though, aren't you? You're, you're, you're like, you're even training now for the, for the Olympics. That's it, man. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm knocking out eight meters here, so I'm, I'm doing okay. You know what I mean? Between, between tall buildings. But look, look, it's, it's an ongoing thing, and it's, it's a thing that's, it's been, a, it's been a serious concern, and it continues to be. I'm not going to bullshit you, but um, I'm doing well. Like, I'm, I'm, it's not anything that I have to worry about or holds me back on a day to day basis. I'm flying. It's just, it's a thing. It's in the background. It's a real worry, and uh, but it's not as actively bad as it was. And you know, I've gone straight back into the podcast and over last couple of years yeah. and actually it coincided me taking up um doing the various ones and Anfield Index coincided with this new run that we're on man you know and honestly at times I take the piss and say that you know you know I claim some sort of responsibility for it, like in a very very tongue-in-cheek way but it's just been brilliant the the post-match raw show that we do is like every game we're talking about the Reds are winning and they're this team man I am sure you'll agree with me this team is I think it's the best team I've seen. I'd be older than you and I go back to Kenny's era and I love those guys. But Christ, this team is the best team I've ever seen. I can remember 87, 88. Um, I was very young at the time. I was, you know, five going on six years of age. But I can remember, like my first Liverpool game, I can remember is the 86 Cup final. I was four and a half years of age. Um, but I can vividly remember because it was a cup final. I've said this a few times because it was a cup final. And do you remember, Trev, like the, the BBC would be on from nine o'clock in the morning to be a six hour build up to it. And they'll be have they'd have cameras in houses in on Merseyside and stuff, you know, that kind of way. So it was something that was kind of, in, in, you know, born into your into your memory. But 87, 88, I remember because it was, you know, Houghton was playing for them Aldridge, you know, that kind of, and these were Irish players, at the, you know, as well, so it was a big thing. But Beardsley Barnes was just. But I, I genuinely think this is the yeah, this is the best Liverpool side I've ever seen. Um, and it must be, it is tough, isn't it, doing a show when you've lost? Because I don't, we don't, I don't want. Sorry, with a uh, demo flood on whatever night we lost Tuesday night. Um, and we are kind of going, geez, it's strange to lose a game. And when we talk back, we thought we've lost three games in nine months. Yeah, and, and, and exactly the observation I was making, the games that we've lost, the games that I remember, because the only one I didn't get to do, because I was ironically off on a bit of brain tourism last year, was mm-hmm. I missed the Manchester City post-match Raw. Yeah. Every other one I was on, I was sitting in the chair. So the only ones that I was talking to anyone about that we lost, because I didn't do domestic cups, was the three freaking away group games last year, Yeah, right? That's literally the only times that, that we've lost, yeah. and I've had to to sit there and analyze the game and in all of those occasions they were horrible performances yeah. but last last night or the night before whatever it was that wasn't a horrible performance that's a that's a good team that we were playing it's a good European we were... performance turned on a on a controversial decision yeah, a bullshit decision. Yeah. A bullshit decision by, by uh, on a on a uh, basically a bullshit innovation. Because if they don't learn to dis to to dis, to, dis, to distinguish between subjectivity and objectivity, we're screwed. This will never work. Well, see, I mean, the, it has to be one or the other. The, the 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 confusion for me, and I've said this in the last couple of shows since it happened. I ha- I am looking into it. The minute VAR and trying to get the actual rules on it because people are genuinely confused as to. When is it used? When is the referee talking to them? When are they talking to the referee? You know, if he makes a decision, are they in his ear? If he doesn't make a decision, are they in his ear? You know that kind of way. It's so it's it's very hard to walk out. You're nearly, you know, like people are just shouting VAR now for every decision, but you don't know if VAR is actually being utilized for certain decisions throughout the game. It, it, I think I think it's. Highly confusing now at this stage. I really do. well, it is, but but it, it seems at the moment, Gav, as if it's pandering to referees' egos. Because if you're going to tell me that you know. Uh, sorry, I can't. We can't give that decision because the referee doesn't seem to have made a clear and obvious error. I'm sorry, that's bullshit. Just leave it in the referee's hands then entirely exactly. and let them all be subjective decisions. Yeah. Or don't worry about the ref's fragile fucking ego and make an objective call because anyone watching that can make that call. It's mm. clear. Yeah. You know. So it's just it's 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 very problematic at the minute. And if they don't change it. 
I think, and again, I've said this in the show with, with Jan earlier on, I think we're looking at a situation where it, it's almost it's almost doomed to failure. You know, it's almost maybe even set up to fail because it's just it's it's fraught with errors at the moment. And it could be easily fixed if all decisions were given objectively, like all decisions, you know. Yeah. Sorry, so, Andy, Andy is on the line trying to ring me here and get onto this Skype call. Um I'll, I'll I'll try get him on in a minute. Um, tell, tell tell Andy you should be better off ringing Costa. That's what he should be doing there. <laughs> or working on his quads. Um, working on his quads. But, yeah. But no, like <laughs> I agree with you, and and to be honest with you, like what you've said there, um, I agree with hundred percent. It's what I've been thinking. And you know something, I, I was listening to um, the Anfield Raps post match show the other night, and they had Neil Atkinson and Ben Johnson, and they were saying the same thing. Tell us when this is being used. Or, or put it in, put it aside altogether, and just as 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 Ben Johnson said on that show, I would rather walk into this pub after the game and say that ref was a wanker. He made the wrong fucking decision. We can have a big discussion about it, not like the bloke, and move on. But to walk into a pub and go, that's the wrong decision. Did the ref make it? Did VAR make it? Did VAR get involved? Are they supposed to get involved? That's where it's getting ridiculous, isn't it? Well, it's leaving the fans even more disenfranchised. Yeah. I mean, they're already they're already out of the loop, and it's getting further away from them. But the fellas in the ground, especially because I mean, we had which is fantastic, uh, you know, the 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 esteemed Peter Walton coming on to BT immediately and explaining what had happened. So, like, if you're watching on TV, you weren't in the dark; you understood what had happened. Uh, he was able to give the call. It sounded like utter horseshit to me at the time, and I was hoping that it would prove to be so. But no, he actually was right. They can't overrule it if it's not clear and obvious and that I'm sorry it, that's farcical but so what we're saying is is that if I look at something in real time and two players cross each other and I think oh I think he clipped them there and I give a penalty and he's nowhere fucking near him it is absolutely clear and obvious that he's nowhere near him but from my eyes it wasn't so we're going to go with that that's that's Ex- exactly exactly so VAR now is, is is also assessing the ref's assessment that's bullshit yeah no that's like I'm sorry I'm sorry that's bullshit like you know you've gone you've you've taken it from levels away from where it was which is a simple tool um multi camera angles to analyze the situation and give a clear decision it's, it's not difficult Gavin they've fucked it already yeah and if you go back to the matter when you're talking about going to referees and stuff like that after the after the you know it, it, the, do you remember the Matabun at the weekend didn't he go to a referee there as well yeah and, yeah. and it was like would you have given it and he said what uh, uh, in front of the cop you know this sort of thing so where are we exactly. going with this you know so exactly. it all depends what pitch you're on and what end you're shooting at and that has to be brought into consideration as well so it's a, it's a bit mental look we have to um, we have to talk about the game against Chelsea um, if anyone is watching this you need to share it on Periscope you need to watch it on YouTube subscribe I don't know how you you can share the YouTube link to I don't know text your mom or something i don't know how you share on youtube so but look if you're watching on youtube <laughs> subscribe hit the bell icon you get all the you know notifications when we um when we go live if you're on twitter just just share it and um, me and trevor having a lovely chat and um, this will come out for download tomorrow as well if you want to listen back um on your way to work you'll you'll, you'll crash the car uh, at the bit where we're talking about <laughs> trev's trippers experience heavy pens and strawberries yeah, <laughs> yeah but, but other than that if you have um if you have tour party for and theft i wouldn't listen to it in the morning let's put it that way um <laughs> but but looking forward to Chelsea, you know, we, we've won 14 games on the trot in the league. It's the longest running one in the league at the moment due to, um, you know, City drawn earlier in, in the season and stuff like that because they went on a hell of a run towards the end of last season, um, unfortunately for us. But it's a big one against Chelsea the weekend. Um, but this is, a you know, we've won five out of five. City have had a, a mixed start and I suppose their fixtures have been mixed in, in you know, who they've got. We, we a bit the same. A bit the same, Arsenal thrown in there, Burnley away, you know yourself. But it's this one, Trev, where, and it's the old the old adage of put a marker down, put an absolute marker down. Well, you see, here's the thing. I was looking at the fixtures for the weekend um, alongside our own. And realistically, any of the teams, uh, City, who are five points off us, and the cluster that are eight points off, I think it's the two-man clubs, uh, I think Spurs as well. There might be another one in there who are on eight points. So they're seven points away. And all of them have very reasonable fixtures that you probably expect them to win. So really, we're, the marker is going to be about maintaining that gap of five points. And I'm sorry, but that's going to eat into Pep's little brain even more if we manage to do it. 
the fact that it's the last game, Gav, of the weekend and all the results will be in the bag. Mm-hmm. I like that because I like this team on big games. I like I do. I think Knowing we what they I have think, ahead of them. Knowing what they need to do, they're they're gonna be stung after some of the, the, the criticism. Virgil's gonna be on a mission, you know that. Uh as will our fullbacks, who will be hopefully able to play their game, which they weren't able to against Napoli in terms of the more attacking side of things. Uh, Bobby and 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 Moen and and uh, Sadio won't be as misfiring as they were against Napoli, and it then will come down to what midfield he selects. And quite honestly, I'm hoping he goes for Fabinho and Gin. I thought was very unlucky to miss out. Um, and I think it was the wrong decision uh, for him to miss out in the in the week, and probably uh, Hendo as well. Uh, I think that's our highest energy and probably most likely front foot midfield. And yeah, I think that lot. I trust them to get the job done. We can talk about. I'm sure you want to talk about Chelsea and, and what the, the the threat that they pose. But if you look at this game, Gavin, in the context of what we've got coming up, MK Dons, I honestly don't care if they put, you know, um, my ma out playing MK Dons. I've no interest in that game um, whatsoever. And I don't care how that makes me sound, whether that makes me sound like an entitled modern fan. I don't give a shit. I have no interest. Um, We've got Sheffield United away. We've got Salzburg, who now think they're brilliant. Yeah. Right. And uh, we and and they're coming to Anfield, so I the crowd needs to do their job and shit them up, absolutely shit them up, so that they have they're intimidated and we go out and we put a, that's where the marker needs to get put down. Gav is in that game in the Champions League because if we don't and that ends up being a draw, the whole group is looking a bit a bit pear shaped at that and, stage, and then could probably not 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 affect the Premier League will affect the way we look at Premier League fixtures whereas if, exactly. we, have, if, we, have the, if we have the Champions League floating along nicely there if we put two or three wins together and we can just say yeah that's going nicely off on the back burner and we can absolutely attack Premier but, League but Exactly because we've got back to back games against Genk after that uh, but but the last one in this run before the the the, the, um, the international four I'm very sure is Leicester and that's Leicester at home and again you don't know what you're getting from them this is a tough run of games we've got we come out the far end of the, of the international break and we've got the Manx so this is uh, it, there's there's no let up here um, as far as I'm concerned um, Chelsea is a massive test now they were good um, very good against Wolves and that's no mean feat. I didn't see them last night. I didn't see them in the in the Champions League. I know they they dropped uh, points at home, didn't they, to Valencia? They were beaten one uh, 0 Being one 0 the night we we played. I think there was some penalty drama where they they fluffed the penalty or Ross Barker. There was Barker, a VAR Barker. decision on penalty and Bar- on the penalty. I think Barkley takes it and skies it over the bar when Jorginho's on the pitch, which is a bit mental. Well, I mean, you you talk to me about what you think about them. They they look very solid, settled and solid. I was looking at their team. They've got the the back three: Tamori and Christensen, and either Rudiger or Zuma. They've got Kovacic and Jorginho there holding in the middle. Uh, Alonso and Aspilicueta are, are kind of wing backs, and then they've got a front three for the last two games. Anyway, I think it's Abraham and Mount and uh, William. And I'm not sure if Mount. I heard something about him yeah, being he's injured. injured. He's out. He's out. Okay, right. And Kante, so, Kante looks like he will be back. Right. Well, you see, that's terrible news. Yeah. Um, because I was going to, I was going to kick off this this preview of the game by saying, who do we get to sort Kante, and if they can do that, we um, we go and win the game. Well, I'd love to think we're just going to have our, our busiest players in there um, because, uh, like, that's the kind of job you could... Like, I mean, he's the most adaptable man in, uh, on the park. It's the kind of job you could ask Ginny Wijnaldum to do quietly on the day, uh, to, to stay with him, to match his mobility if he can. It's a big ask. That kid's fantastic. I mean, he's just a super footballer. But... Um, you know, with Mount out, they bring in Pedro. It's not exactly a drop off. That fella's showed some decent form this season. They've got Pulisic, maybe Pulisic. <coughs> Excuse me. So you know, like you look at their bench, Gav. There's no messing about there either. Even like you know, Giroud's there as well. They've got, they've got um, Michy Batshuayi there on the bench. There's it's it's a strong squad. Um, this is like I don't think anyone should underestimate what a big challenge this is. And of course, freaking Tammy Abraham now found his scoring boots as well. Why has he got seven Premier League goals or something daft like that now? So it's um yeah, it's a big ask, man. I'm 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 confident, but I I don't think it's going to be the any romping away victory or anything like that. No, we did the way. Um, I've tried to add Andy to the call. Um, Andy, are you on the call? 
Yeah, hello. Hello, Andy. <laughs> thanks, for, uh, thanks for having me on this uh, call-in radio show. Okay. <laughs> Andy, um, we are talking about it. I don't know if you heard, but we are talking about the Costa Coffee slash Tesco incident. Um, oh, yeah. And uh, we've advised... <laughs> We've advised people not to listen to the podcast um, in the morning when they're downloading it, if they're driving the car when when, uh, when that <laughs> bit comes up. But um, no, we're just talking about Chelsea as well, Andy. Like uh, It looks like Mount is out. It looks like Kante will be back. Liverpool are going for 15 wins in a row. Um, like I know you're the ultimate um, optimist, Andy, so hit me with it. Come on, let's, let's go. Let's get this party started. Yeah, yeah you know, I was confident on the start listening to Trev. Yeah, <laughs> he's a freak, yeah, isn't he? that's, that's the effect I have on him, man. Yeah, yeah, no, no. Uh, he's, he's put a few things in perspective there, and uh, I'm actually starting like to get nervous. <laughs> uh, come here. He also reckons that he can do about eight point nine eight, um, eight point nine eight, I think, or eight point nine five meters between yeah. two buildings, jumping across them with eleven miles an hour wind helping. Does that beat my record? Well, you said five meters if there was a fire escape. <laughs> <laughs> so, so yeah jeez <laughs> fair play to you that's it's no bother man I'm, I have to say I'm a bit disappointed I thought I thought an airplane wanker like yourself would be able to make it a, <laughs> a bit more flapping do a bit of flapping on your way across well, or something yeah you could do that jacket trick you know you used to do it <laughs> years ago yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but most Basically, it's my stick on pony is what was giving me a little bit extra elevation yeah. there. Oh, that, you, know, you would have loads of you experience you with that, that jacket trick. You, men- you mentioned that. Uh, <laughs> you, men- you mentioned that because uh, somebody did say ask Trev about his stick on ponytail. What's that about, Trev? Uh, that was just that was the lads were hallucinating uh, when we were over in Cologne. Uh, they were they were looking at the the floppy bit at the back of the hat and they, they, thought, they were imagining it as a stick on ponytail, a stick on ponytail down the back of the hat. Uh, you'd, you'd have to talk to the lads. They're they're, they're a demented sort of bunch of bunch of buckles, but you know, yeah. lovely, lovely lads were like. So Andy, it, uh, Travis put stuff into perspective for you. Um, he's probably ruined your Thursday. Um, Let's be honest about it. Um, he has advised that you work on your quads when it comes to jumping those buildings. It's, it's, yeah. um, it's, it's. I think it's a fair bit of advice. Um, but looking at Sunday, Andy, in all seriousness, you know, Lampard has gone with a back three for the last couple of games, especially against Wolves. He, he, he openly admitted that he came out and matched matched them up in a three-five-two sort of uh, situation. But what do you see coming on Sunday? Do you see? I don't see the Super Cup kind of thing happening again. Um, but what what do you see coming on Sunday? Do you think it'll be high scoring, uh, nip and tuck, and I suppose overall you're confident going into it? Um, no, I'm not. I'm not confident. Like uh, you don't watch Chelsea are going to produce the at the moment. Um, they they've started to score a lot of goals. Um, we've been excellent so far this season. Like if you if you compare it with last season, people are kind of complaining. About the level, you know, the standard of the attack of football, like we couldn't fault it this year. We're giving up a lot of chances. It has a, you know, it has the recipe there for a high scoring game. Um, does Lampard try and take Liverpool on at their own game, or does he try and adapt like most other managers do and start to sit back? Like if they play three at the back and use them wide players to tuck in to stop the threat at the front three, I don't know. Um, it's it's really going to be down to how Chelsea approach the game, um, so we'll have to wait and see on the day. I think if I think if he um, if he goes back to a back four, and in particular, uh, like Chris Brack is saying there, there's a rumor that Rudiger could be out now as well. But if he goes back to a back four and he play, I like Azpilicueta, I really do. But I think him along with David Luiz were much better in a in a in a back three where Azpilicueta could be right side of you know the right side of the three centre halves and Louise could be the spare man. That's how it worked for him. And now I know Louise is fucked off the Arsenal and um, before people start jumping down my throat. But Azpilicueta, mm. a brilliant defender. Let, let's not let's not beat around the bush. But I think he's lost a little bit of pace. Um, Alonso, I think you can really, really get at. But the other guy that plays Emerson, I, I rate him. He's good. Yeah. In midfield, I think it is key on Kante. I think if we swallow Kante up, um, I think the rest of it works. I think Jorginho doesn't like being torn and being ran at. So there might be an argument there for an Oxlade-Chamberlain. I'm not too sure. But I'd like to see us go out and impose ourselves on Chelsea. I said it last night. I don't see Stamford Bridge as this big cauldron and noise where they can really get at you. I really, really don't. So I'd like to see Liverpool come out and not sit back and go, what have Chelsea got? Don't give them that 
encouragement. Go out and play our game, play a high line, and and really really pen them in and go for them. Um, yeah. And, and I'm hoping we do win. Um, before I go any further, uh, we've I'm going to go for another five or six minutes. If you have any random questions for uh, Trev, I and mean, in particular Andy, who's the king of them, um, send them in, and I will ask them as we go along. I'm not ignoring people, um, but Trev. Um, Chris Brack reckons if Chelsea tried to make it an open game, it would suit us. Do you think so? Do you think that, Trev? Because I think if, if if they make it an open game, I think it suits them more as well. Yeah, look, I mean, we're in no position at the moment um, to be playing open football um, because the one thing we've all noticed, uh, you know, 15 points or not 15 points, is that they we're kind of uncharacteristically coughing up opportunities. I think Andy was saying it there himself. That's weird. And we're not used to that. And it wasn't a feature of last season. And I got very used to the closed back door of last season. And I am, I am, I do always enjoy it when the flag goes up and we've got the line right this year. But it's just happening a bit too often and it's a bit too tight on too many occasions. So you do feel there's a vulnerability there that people can get down the sides of us. Whatever reason that is, I'm not sure whether the connections between midfield and defence aren't what they should be. The cover for the fullbacks isn't what it should be. I'm not 100% sure what's happening there. And, you know, there are people eminently more qualified than me to talk about that. And they're still talking shit. So I don't really know what's happening there, to be honest. But an open game scares the piss out of me. I want us to go back to what we were good at last season, which is closing things down, locking things off and playing to our strengths, which is the ingenuity and speed that we have when the ball gets from halfway line onwards and the ability we have to ping long balls, whether it's Virgil or whether it's um, um, uh, Joel pinging long diagonal balls into feet. Because we saw how many goals res- resulted from that and opportunities resulted from things like that. And honestly, do you know what, Gav? If this is the game where Joel Matip carries the ball the length of the pitch and actually ends up with a goal, that would just make my year. Yeah, I'd, I'd love it. Um, just for the celebration, what he does with his arms while he celebrates, I'd just like to see. Uh, he's on <laughs> Um, He's unreal because his arms are, are completely and utterly independent of his body, and uh, no one will convince me otherwise. Um, look, before we go, uh, Trev, I wanted to ask you: Do you know Andy's cousin that only eats cheese? <laughs> uh, that one of the best stories we've. Um, I believe he's still our... going. This fella, he's, he's fine. He's still eating only eating cheese, and he's grand. Really? Yeah, this is this is the this is the the legend Andy was spinning about him that he's that all he all he survives on is cheese and he's my cousin's um, he's my cousin's friend and uh, I check <laughs> to see Anna's uh, well being at the moment and he still eats a diet that's predominantly cheese but there is some variations in there like uh, sticks it just cleans out the cheese from beneath, from and, um, beneath the stage. Yeah. he used to only drink cheese based. Uh, drinks but now uh, he drinks lemonade cheese smoothies <laughs> cheese smoothies but anyway like in all seriousness Andy he's, he's still going like he's grand I tell you he must have some bones all that calcium Gen- going into him genuinely he's still going yeah yeah. because you I remember hearing that story and um, yeah, I, I remember thinking like and it, it kind of hit it, it was a bit I thought it was a bit sad when, when you said like you used to go for the old sleepovers down in your in your relations house and you said <laughs> yeah. you know get a few quid for the ice cream man or whatever and all and he'd be just there with like a bag of grated cheese I thought that was desperate <laughs> <laughs> well, he you just know what I mean you're, you're absolutely hammering pizza, like, cheese off it yeah you're just absolutely so hammering a bar or whatever in a lot of ways yeah like it's just mad, because like, he you be hammering a wham bar or, or something like that, you know something that takes ages to eat, and your job be killing you, and he's yeah. just there, and it's just cheese, like it's it's yeah. fucking mad. But anyway, like, I just want snacks to... to him would be like a bag of kind of uh, mixed mozzarella and cheddar, something like that. Yeah, yeah. shaking up, yeah. yeah, yeah. So like the bags in 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 the shops you get now, where it does have a bit of both in the bag, it's not just plain. Exactly, like... exactly. Now we have it, so it's probably it's probably the best time. Ever to be, to be a cheese eater, <laughs> to be a cheese man, yeah. yeah. A few, few chili flakes as well, it'd make a big difference, you know. Yeah, no, but, there's yeah. no cheese and chili flakes, is there? No, but you well, could, you know, be, you, you could st- stick them to the cheese, you know what I mean? Yeah, but then he's not eating only cheese. Yeah, that's a fair point, Trev. I'm looking at your uh, uh, Skype picture, yeah. yeah, it's lovely. What's my sky picture, man? I can't remember. You, you you've got a, you've got a hoodie on and you're looking out the window of the car and the light is catching you. 
Lovely. Is it is it catching me nice? Yeah, I I, it, it, I I know it sounds it looks like a wanker follow, but it's actually taken by my kid, and I like it because it looks like I'm pretending to be some sort of fucking Irish Jesus. That's why I like it's, it. Now it's weird about it. You can see oh. that the sun is setting on the far side of the car. Yeah, right. But there's sunlight catching your right hand side of your face on the other side of the car. Yeah, that's because so. the sun goes around with a big massive lamp all day, apparently. <laughs> on an extension lead that's the yeah and there definitely wasn't someone one of them big cinema reflectors yeah. definitely yeah yeah you know just, just so you know box of tinfoil under his arm he just rolls it out <laughs> Take it's a real and it's a real con- uh, country looking son yeah barry Carr says hello me cheese is good we will pass that on to andy's cousin's friend Brandy, Isn't that cheese? Um, Halloumi. H A L L. Halloumi's lovely, yeah. It's a bit chewy, though. Uh, Very chewy. Uh, Chris Brack says he lo- used to love Titi Kamara. Oh, listen, oh, oh, any mention of Titi Kamara would bring out a smile to many, many people. That's just face. a random comment, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, and that's <laughs> yeah. 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 Fair play to him. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, Ray. Dicko, Ray, Dicko. Ray, uh, Dicko Ray. Yeah. He actually broke Titi Kamara's leg or his arm. Yeah. Um, when Titi was playing for us they were playing was up on a car dancing yeah. and he slipped off he was singing the Titi camera song and came off and actually broke a limb yeah. and, you know caused by Titi camera yeah <laughs> I, I wouldn't I wouldn't even say that affected Ray he's such a nice man I'd, I'd say he just got up and got on with it yeah would you reckon yeah yeah he is he's a nice man say, say he didn't even bother the hospital with it yeah related anecdote you'd like to tell us before we leave Take a while easy here, Nitch. <laughs> <laughs> and remember, this is this is a family this is a family show that cannot be edited. Yeah, no, there's a lot of unbroadcastable stuff. You haven't gone through what's okay to ask him and what's not okay to ask him, so we leave. <laughs> so basically, you're telling me you you haven't got a single story that can't go out of the, uh, that can't be put out live. Is that what you're telling? No, me? but that, that is, isn't that in itself very interesting? People can t- make them up for themselves, you know. Yeah. Well, I will yeah. let you know, Trev, that when we built the studio, we were putting up the roof, and yeah. Steve-O, Steve-O had a big lump of square wood, and he wrote on a Trev's noggin. And he stuck it up into the roof. So, Trev, you will always be in spirit with us. In the that studio. is fantastic. That That's is fantastic. Yeah, that was literally hidden um, in our um, studio insula- insulation. It's <laughs> it's an extremely <laughs> well insulated uh, studio. It has a fridge, <laughs> industrial fridge standard insulation, and your yeah, your noggin is in behind that. Yeah, That's, it's. That- it's insulated to the point where um, when Phil starts murdering people on a regular basis, nobody will hear it. Excellent. And do you remember do you remember one day we thought there was a leak, but in actual fact the studio was sweating. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And what we done was we just knocked a big hole in one wall and went, ah, stick a guard up over that and we call it a what did we call it? An air duct. And it's all good. Yeah. Last question before we go, lads, uh, favourite scented candle? Flavour. Scent, oh. whatever. Have you got one, Andy? I'd say you love a scented candle. Christmas ones. The Christmas ones. The... Cherry uh, and cinnamon. Yeah, I, I'd, I'd say you like that, do you? Do you yeah. You'd stick that out. Now, would you put that away then after Christmas, or would you keep it out, let it run its course? No, what I do is I, bu- I buy them all year round and just turn the label in towards the wall. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's a great point. <laughs> yeah, so you're not depressed thinking about Christmas, but you're getting the smell. No, See, that's clever. It's so yeah. it's so people that come to the house don't think like I'm a Christmas decorations still. <laughs> yeah. And do you just do you just put a, one of your big jackets that you fly in over the Christmas tree as well? So you don't have to move that for the year. Yeah. No. All right. Okay. No worries. Totally just wanted to check. Um, <laughs> it's just silly, Gav. <laughs> You're just being ridiculous. <laughs> uh, last question for you, Trevor. And I promise this is the last question. Barry Carr yeah. asks: Is Phil more Ted Bundy or Ed Kemper? Oh fucking hell! He's pure Kemper. Yeah. Yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah, he is. I know he thinks he's Bundy. Yeah, but Phil knows himself. He's he's definitely he's full. It goes full head. Yeah, well, goes full head. To the extent that you'd be a little bit. There's times when you'd be in a room with him on your own. You'd be a little bit scared. You know, kind of way. Mm. I, I, I uh, that happens to me quite a lot, especially when we're near any sort of um, equipment in the studio or anywhere else. Anything yeah, at yeah. all. Um, you know, no, I've seen, I've seen in Manhunter where the fella, whatever the main fella, he's an awful drip, whatever his name is, the main holding. fella, it goes holding, goes to visit Ed, 
Yeah. And Ed stands up and sort of gives him gives him a bit of a fright, and then uh, Holden has a panic attack outside afterwards. Yeah. That's 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 what I'm talking about. Yeah. That's Phil after I ask him numerous questions about like how do we turn up the volume on the Mac. Yeah. and stuff like loves that. that he loves being asked loads of technical questions one well, you see, the, the, the thing in the no. studio is, is when you get into the studio and you get in behind the desk in behind where the, the guests are and stuff it's quite high as most studios are and I usually wait until he's in embedded himself in he's comfortable and then I go this isn't really working Phil and he's trying to get across a room really quickly in a rage but he can't quite get there because there's a lot of people and, and objects in his way, which amuses me highly, and I, and I know it does the same with Andy. So, um, <laughs> what, uh, what game was it that uh, we were all watching and he was like bet into the sentence? <laughs> the <fucking laughs> oh, oh, yeah, we are watching um, the Barcelona second leg. It fucking was, wasn't it's it? The Barcelona second leg. So we're watching it on, on Phil's Mac because the TV in the studio went AWOL. Um, and we're watching it on the Mac and it's kind of stopping and starting. Don't start. talk about TV going right. AWOL. And, uh, oh no, say nothing, right? <laughs> and, uh, it was the TV that was causing the, the studio to sweat. Um, but uh, basically what's happened was we're all watching this game. We're all barely into it because the telly's gone AWOL. And Phil, <laughs> instead of watching this massive comeback by Liverpool, Phil is over in the corner absolutely bashing buttons on a remote going, what the fuck is wrong with this telly? <laughs> <laughs> and it was amazing <laughs> but uh, listen, listen I have to leave it there it's 54 minutes we're absolutely taking the piss um, but Trev it's been an absolute pleasure and you will come on again uh, you, you've no choice now um, <laughs> you will come on again Andy I will speak to you soon and you will come on again won't you ah uh, yeah we, we, we'll, we, we could do a Trev and Andy feature oh there, there you go there you go that's, that's, that's one for the books <laughs> I, 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 that's it, Gavin. You, you could, you could, you know, I'd say it the day before and get a whole rake of questions in, and right. I, I cannot answer any of them. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, you're only allowed fourteen vetoes during the next forty minutes. <laughs> yeah, um, never. Right, we do, we, I will try my best to work on a Trev and Andy um, once a month special for all the people watching this. I'm quite. Honestly, probably watching going, what in the name of Jesus has just gone on? But anyway, it's been really good. Um, Trev, thanks a million. Take care, lads. Good talking to you. Andy, thank you. That's been the Fatback 4 Daily. I hope you enjoyed it. It went on a bit longer than it should, but look, we're enjoying ourselves. We're out, we're strong, independent women, and we can do what we like. <laughs> <laughs> Podcast Network.